Dr. Baliga here. This podcast is on lung cancer from one outstanding chapter authored by Dr. Mohammed Raza, MD, and Dr. Scott Gettinger, MD, both from the Yale University School of Medicine in New Haven, Connecticut. Dr. Reza was a clinical fellow in medical oncology and hematology while he wrote this chapter and is currently an attending hemo-oncologist. Dr. Gettinger is a professor of medicine at Yale University School of Medicine in New Haven, Connecticut. He's a member of the Yale Cancer Center and treats patients with thoracic malignancies, including lung cancer, mesothelioma, and thymic malignancies. This chapter is from Baliga's textbook of internal medicine, available at www.mastermedfacts.com. Lung cancer is the leading cause of cancer-related mortality in the U.S. and worldwide. Up to 7% of Americans will be diagnosed with lung cancer during their lifetime. In 2012, an estimated 226,160 individuals, of whom 51.5% were men and 48.5% were women, were diagnosed with lung cancer in the U.S. and 160,340 people died from this disease. More than 85% of those diagnosed with lung cancer will ultimately succumb to their disease. This exceeds the combined mortality from colorectal, breast and prostate cancer. Lung cancer is classified broadly as non-small cell or small cell lung cancer. Non-small cell lung cancer makes up 85.2% of lung cancer cases. By non-small cell lung cancer histology, adenocarcinoma represents 39.2% of the cases, squamous cell carcinoma 20.8%, large cell carcinoma 2.9%, and other non-specified and specified non-small cell lung carcinoma subtypes account for 22.4% of the cases. Small cell lung cancer accounts for 13.7% of lung cancer cases, with the remaining 1.1% of the cases representing unspecified malignancies, sarcoma and melanoma. Other rare thoracic malignancies not specifically covered in this chapter include mesothelioma and thymic malignancies. Mesothelioma most commonly arises from mesothelial surfaces of the pleural cavity, although they can originate from the peritoneal surface, pericardium, or tunica vaginalis. Inhalation of asbestos is the primary cause of mesothelioma with a latency period of 30 to 40 years between exposure to asbestos and development of mesothelioma. Mesothelioma tends to progress locally, although distant metastasis can be seen. Patients often present with a pleural effusion. The roles of surgery, such as extrapleural pneumonectomy or pleurectomy and aggressive pleural irradiation are not well defined in limited disease. However, there is a clear role for palliative chemotherapy with the platinum agent and pemetrexate in locally advanced and metastatic disease where median survival is on the order of one year. Thymoma and thymic malignancies are rare neoplasms arising from the thymus that typically present in middle age. Thymomas are more common and often found incidentally on imaging. They tend to grow slowly over years and are generally managed surgically. 
distant metastases are rare from thymoma but are not infrequent in thymic carcinoma. Myasthenia gravis is common in thymoma, occurring in up to 50% of the patients, although rare in thymic carcinoma. Thymic malignancies are chemosensitive malignancies with radiographic regression expected in over 50% of treated patients. Principal causes of lung cancer. Tobacco smoke is the primary risk factor for developing lung carcinoma. The epidemiological relationship between smoking and lung cancer was observed in the 1950s and officially recognized by U.S. public health officials in 1964. Cigarette smoking is the attributable cause of 85% to 90% of all lung cancer cases. Though quantity of cigarette smoked is important, population studies show that duration of cigarette smoking is a stronger risk factor than number of cigarettes smoked per day. Smoking cessation should always be encouraged as the risk of developing lung cancer decreases with every subsequent smoking-free year, leveling off after 15 to 20 years when the risk is roughly twice that of a never-smoker. It is generally thought that cigar smoking is a weaker risk factor for lung cancer than cigarette smoking, presumably due to behavioral differences with cigar smoking, such as inhaling less deeply than when smoking cigarettes. Environmental smoke exposure or secondhand smoke confers up to a 20% to 30% higher risk of developing lung cancer. Additional environmental and occupational carcinogens that are associated with the increased risk of lung cancer include radon seepage from ground, asbestos, chromium and industrial applications, formaldehyde ionizing radiation, nickel, polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons, and chloride vinyl polymers. Of these, radon is the most ubiquitous, and radon testing of homes is generally recommended prior to purchase. Based on Environmental Protection Agency EPA-sponsored Biological Effects of Ionizing Radiation 6 report, the health effects of exposure to indoor radon, a home radon level of 20 Picocuries per liter confers a lifetime risk of lung cancer death from radon exposure of 3.6% among non-smokers and 26.3% among current smokers. The EPA national action level for residential radon is 4 picocuries per liter in indoor air and migration systems should be used to reduce radon levels as far as possible below this level. Exposure to multiple carcinogens as a multiplicative effect on lung cancer risk. Pathophysiology, sustained lung irritation or carcinogenic exposure is the most common etiology of lung cancer. Pneumocytes and glandular cells lining the lumen of airways are susceptible to carcinogenic insult. A well-known carcinogen is tobacco smoke, which contains thousands of chemical moieties, including DNA adduct from forming agents such as N-nitrozoamines and aromatic hydrocarbons. Tumor suppressor genes may be inactivated and oncogenes may become constitutively expressed. For example, formation of such adducts in the TP53 gene may lead to malignant transformation through inhibition of its tumor suppressor function. Complex molecular and intracellular pathways may become abnormally activated or inhibited 
resulting in malignant transformation. Individual genetic tendencies such as germline variations in glutathione S-transferase, that is GST, effect how carcinogens such as inhaled nitrosamines and polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons from cigarettes are metabolized. The GST or glutathione S-transferase enzyme family is essential for detoxification of carcinogens, environmental toxins, and oxidative stress metabolites. The GST, mu1 null variant gene, that is homozygous deletion, has been associated with increased risk of lung cancer, possibly by decreasing one's ability to detoxify inhaled carcinogens. Some studies have linked the combination of CYP1A1 leucine 462 valine variant allele with GST, that is glutathione S-transferase, null allele, to increase risk of lung cancer in non-smokers. Tissue analysis reveals that bronchogenic carcinoma may contain one of several dominant molecular events which primarily drive tumor growth, including epidermal growth factor and KRAS mutations. And anaplastic lymphoma kinase, ALK, rearrangements. Crash mutations are found in 20% to 25% of adenocarcinomas of the lung. EGFR mutations can be seen in 10 to 15% of non-small cell lung cancer and up to 50% of never or light smokers, that is less than 10-pack year smoking history with non-small cell lung cancer. Anaplastic lymphokinase ALK rearrangements are present in approximately 4% of non-small cell lung cancer and up to 15 to 20% of never or light smokers. These molecular events are generally mutually exclusive. Currently, molecular testing for activating EGFR mutations and ALK rearrangements are standardly done in patients with advanced adenocarcinoma of the lung as identification can guide therapy with agents targeting these events. Abnormally high rates of cell growth and division and eventual metastatic dissemination of tumor through hematogenous spread is possible only with angiogenesis which provides a supporting milieu. Vascular endothelial growth factor is a glycoprotein which can be secreted by tumors and contribute to new blood vessel formation by binding to re receptors on endothelial cells. PEGF is over-expressed in many lung cancers. Bevacizumab, a GF antibody, is currently approved in the, in the first line treatment of patients with advanced non-small cell lung cancer based on improvement in survival when added to standard chemotherapy. Keys to history. Lung cancer can proliferate in an insidious manner. The duration of symptoms can vary widely from just weeks prior to initial presentation to more than six months. Early stage disease is often asymptomatic and is usually detected incidentally. The median age at diagnosis is 70 years of age, with 68% of the patients over the age of 65. Signs and symptoms of lung cancer are generally related to the anatomic location of tumors or constitutional effects, although paraneoplastic syndromes can also be encountered. Cough, unexplained weight loss, and progressive dyspnea are the most common presenting complaints. 
hoarseness due to recurrent laryngeal nerve impingement, hemoptysis, and pneumonia refractory to antibiotic therapy are frequently encountered. Superior vena cava compromise can lead to SVC syndrome characterized by head fullness and shortness of breath with dilated neck veins, evidence of prominent veins on the chest, facial swelling and a plethoric appearance. Tumors occupying space in the superior sulcus of the lung can cause the invasion of the brachial plexus and cervical sympathetic nerves leading to Pankow syndrome characterized by shoulder pain radiating down the arm, Horner syndrome and weakness and atrophy of hand muscles. Such tumors are generally non-small cell lung cancer. Paraneoplastic syndromes are associated with lung cancer include endocrine disorders mediated by hormones secreted by the tumor and neurologic disorders which are immune mediated and more commonly seen in small cell lung cancer. The syndrome of inappropriate antidiuretic hormone secretion, SIADH, is encountered in 10 to 40 percent of patients with small cell lung cancer and Cushing syndrome secondary to tumor ACTH that is adrenocorticotrophic hormone secretion in up to 5% of small cell lung cancer. The Lambert-Eaton myasthenic syndrome occurs in estimated 3% of the patients with small cell lung cancer and presents with cordocranial progressive weakness and occurs due to autoantibodies directed against calcium ion channel antibodies. Select paraneoplastic syndromes seen in patients with non-small cell lung cancer include hypertrophic osteoarthropathy, primarily in adenocarcinoma, characterized by digital clubbing and periosteal proliferation of tubular bones with symmetrical arthropathy, hypercalcemia from tumor secretion of parathyroid hormone or parathyroid-related hormone and is seen in squamous cell, non-small cell lung cancer and gynecomastia from secretion of human chorionic gonadotrophin-like hormone, which is seen in large cell, non-small cell lung cancer. Signs and symptoms of local disease include cough, hemoptysis, hoarseness due to recurrent laryngeal nerve compromise, chest pain, which suggests chest wall involvement, enlarged supraclavicular or cervical lymph nodes, clubbing of nail beds, SVC syndrome, which is head fullness and dyspnea, and Pankow syndrome, which includes pain in the shoulder and arm, and Horner syndrome. Distant disease manifestations include bone metastasis, such as pain, fracture, hypercalcemia, neurological compromise from spinal cord compression, pleural and pericardial effusion, which manifests with shortness of breath, brain metastasis, which manifests with headache, nausea, seizure, neurological compromise, adrenal metastasis, which may rarely cause pain, and constitutional symptoms such as fatigue, anorexia, and weight loss. Paraneoplastic manifestations of lung cancer include thrombosis, hematologic manifestations such as anemia, leukocytosis, and thrombocytosis, SIADH, particularly in small cell lung cancer, Cushing syndrome, seen in small cell lung cancer, 
Lambert-Eaton myasthenia syndrome seen in small cell lung cancer, hypercalcemia from parathormone-related protein, which is seen in squamous cell type of non-small cell lung cancer, hypertrophic osteoarthropathy, particularly non-small cell lung cancer, and gynecomastia from ectopic HCG, which is seen in large cell type of non-small cell lung cancer. Quiz question. A 55-year-old man with a history of pulmonary histoplasmosis successfully treated 10 years ago and a 30-pack-year smoking history is followed for a right lower lobe nodule. CT scan of the chest shows a nodule which was 1 cm in size 6 months ago and is now 3 cm in size. There are no other pulmonary lesions seen on the scan. The patient does not have a cough, hemoptysis or hypercalcemia. Which of the following is the most appropriate next diagnostic step? A. Continue observation but with chest x-rays every 6 months to limit exposure to radiation. B. Continue observation with chest CT scans every 6 months. C. Obtain a biopsy of the nodule. D. Restart therapy for histoplasmosis as this is the most likely cause of the growing nodule. And E. Check a parathormone-related protein level. If this is negative, no further diagnostic testing is indicated. And the answer is 1C, that is to obtain a biopsy of the lesion. For pulmonary nodules larger than, than 1 cm with a doubling time less than 6 to 12 months, biopsy should be obtained to rule out malignancies. This is especially important for patients with extensive current or past smoking history. A reasonable period of observation has already demonstrated the nodule to be increasing in size. Chest x-rays do not provide enough precision for tracking known suspicious lung nodules. Parathormone-related protein can be the mechanism of hypercalcemia lung cancer, especially in case of squamous cell carcinoma, but is not a screening test for lung cancer. This is first of a series of podcasts on lung cancer. From a chapter authored by Dr. Scott Gettinger, MD, professor at Yale University School of Medicine, and Dr. Mohamed Reza, who was a fellow at that time at Yale University. This podcast is derived from a chapter in Paliga's Textbook of Internal Medicine with 1480 multiple choice questions available at www.mastermedfacts.com.